Welcome to the Ogletree Deacons podcast, a brief discussion of compelling legal issues and practical insights. Please note that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be, nor should it be construed as legal advice. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. Please enjoy the program. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dirty Steel Toe Boots. This is the Ogletree Deacons podcast focused in on all things OSHA. Well, I say that, but today we're going to take a a venture, a touch outside the realm of the agency, outside of the direct enforcement responsibility for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And we're going to talk about an issue that uh, is something that has become, has come to my attention more so in the last year and a half. uh, That is a workplace safety and health issue that may not be a regulatory issue, but is nonetheless Uh, critical and very important, and that is death by suicide in the workplace. And particularly today, we're going to talk about death by suicide in the construction workplace and the construction industry. I'm joined today by my my good friend and client, Vince Hafeli. Vince is the president of Ajax Paving, and I want to uh, give him a chance to introduce himself. But Vince, uh, say hi, and then uh, tell us about Ajax and tell us about yourself. Good morning, Vince Hafley. I'm with Ajax Paving. I've been in the industry 37 years. I've been with Ajax for 20 years. Been the president since March of 2019. Ajax is a family-owned business here in Florida, mainly along the West Coast. We venture into the middle of the state a little bit. Uh, We have about 450 employees. Uh, Eight asphalt plants, four construction areas, and a trucking division. So that's kind of who we are and who I am. Well, Vincent, and I can't thank you enough for coming out and talking today because I know that this is an issue that's very personal and very important, not only to you well, as, as a person, but also to Ajax. And we'll go into those, but I want to share with our audience kind of four myths that I, I held on to about suicide, uh, death by suicide in the workplace, and, and again, particularly in construction, that, uh, that have been dispelled and in part by the work that you've done. Uh, and that's, uh, here are the four. So number one is this really isn't that big of a problem. It can't be that big of a problem. Yes, I know death by suicide occurs, but hey, can't be that big of a deal. That's one. Number two, well, mental health, that's an issue that's an individual personal issue. And how is that a workplace safety issue? How is that any business of the employer uh, or a workplace safety issue at all? Another one is, well, employees, I think maybe particularly guys, and we'll talk about that, don't want to talk about mental health. They don't want to share their feelings. They don't want to talk about their feelings. They don't want that sort of thing. And then finally, the fourth one is that there's nothing an employer can do anyway, uh, that there's not much we can do. So those were the, the myths that I brought to this about a year, year and a half ago, Vince. But have you, in your own personal journey, have you encountered those myths as well? Oh, those myths are real. I mean, yeah, I mean, are the numbers high in our industry? The numbers are extremely high. I mean, we're the second highest in the industry. We're 4.3 times as high as the national average. Today in all construction trades in the nation, from guys 
putting pipe in the ground, to laying asphalt, to building high rises and everything in between. Today, we'll lose two to three workers to work-related fatalities, two to three. In one day? In one day. Today, in those same industries, we'll lose 10 to 15 by suicide. Five times as many people will perish today by suicide in our industry compared to work-related fatalities. You know, I got up at 4.30 this morning and went out for a walk. So as I sit here now, we've lost three construction workers since 4.30 this morning due to suicide. That's the numbers. Okay, let's, let's talk about why. I mean, what are the causes that you've learned in your journey with this issue? What are the causes? Why the construction industry? Why is it such a problem in our industry? One, it's a stressful industry. Uh, we're typically a low bid industry, tight profit margins. Um, push, 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 make profit, make production. Uh, we have a lot of stringent rules and regulations uh, that we have to deal with. OSHA, owner specifications, environmental specifications, and those are all only growing more each day. A lot of our workers work isolated remotely, um, depending on the type of work and where you're at, you could be away from your support system, your home life for months at a time. And you end up working long days, being exposed to living in a hotel room, um, which leads to sleep deprivation. And that could also be sleep deprivation from guys working day to nights and nights back to days. Sleep deprivation lead to suicide. We have a lot of military veterans in our industry. And as we know, in, in military, suicide is extremely high. A lot of workers become injured, either from a work-related injury or sometimes repetitive motion injuries that occur over time as you age. And you end up either going to the uh, doctor that puts you on opioids at the time, or you don't go to the doctor and you end up self-medicating either with illegal drugs or with, with alcohol. I mean, those are some of the big causes. I think another piece of the equation is uh, economics and personal finance. I mean, that's one of the things, I know we'll get into what Ajax is doing here in a minute probably, but that's one of my visions that I'm wanting us to do as an organization is provide some financial training for people to help them better manage their personal finances to take stress out of their life. So those are some of the big ones. So those might be some underlying issues, Vince, but how is it that if someone has those issues, maybe their foreman or project manager, maybe the company doesn't know about this issue. So there's got to be some warning signs. What do you look for? Well, if you go back and look at me of photos as I went through my journey, uh, hey, I'm a suicide survivor from 2007. If you look at photos of me at that time, and if you look at photos of me from my happy days prior to and after, you'll see about a 40-pound weight difference. So I, if you look at people physically, you, you may see changes in, in them. If you have a man on your crew or a woman that's generally over with the group and, and talking and, and chatting and suddenly you start to notice that, hey, they're not with the group anymore. They just seem to be more alone or, or they begin to make statements 
such as man, things are tough. I just don't even know if it's worth living anymore. I don't know if it's worth going on anymore. I feel like a, a failure. I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I'm letting my family down. So you just you look for changes in them both physically and mentally. And probably one of the best things you can do is just ask them, hey, how you doing? Things okay at home? How's life? And when you ask them, remember that in communicating, 90% of communication is listening with your ears. So when you ask that question, be sincere and allow them to talk, allow them to speak. And if they are struggling, there are probably going to be a lot of pauses and hesitations in there. Listen through those pauses and hesitations. Let them take the conversation where they need to take the conversation and then be prepared if you're a manager or a leader. Um, hey, you know, we have resources at our company because most companies do. And if you don't, you should look at those. Um, hey, if they're really down, there's a new national suicide number, 988, that just came out in July. It took years to get that up and running, but it is going now. So it's a simple 988 number. So just look for changes in, in the people. Just be observe. Now, I want to talk about, Vince, based on that and those observations, I want to talk about there, there's two safety guys on your team that you and I spoke about earlier, and their names aren't important, but we, we both know who they are. You've got one that we both know to be probably more technically skilled, technically focused and oriented in terms of you know where the cones go, where the the hazard protection and awareness, what, what those are. Then the other guy, he knows those things too, but he's all his his approach is a little bit more from the from the mental perspective, from the focus perspective. Share your thoughts about that. I know they're both very important, and both perspectives are important. But share share with share with us your thoughts about those two guys and about how maybe that fo- that attention to the mental health comes around to workplace safety on the job site. The one safety manager, well, let's call safety manager one. When he goes out, he, he's a very attuned at looking at drop-offs and cones and things. He's very technical. Lots of years of experience. Great manager. We have safety manager two. And when he goes out, he's not as knowledgeable on those things. He's more asking the guys, how you doing today? What'd you do over the weekend? He believes that if one of the employees out on a job site, and you got to remember Ajax is working out on travel lane next to 80 mile an hour traffic. If his head is not in the game, he's going to could do one of two things. He'd either injure himself or he can injure someone else on the crew. He just believes that their head has to be in the game for them to make it through the day safely and help the people around him make it through the day safely. So that's kind of his approach. I mean, it took me a little bit getting used to that, but I get it. I I mean, it makes sense. Well, let's talk about that because I've heard, you know, feedback from a lot of safety professionals at companies that their foreman, their superintendents, uh, they're not comfortable talking to the, the men and women on their teams about how they're doing. They, they feel that it's just personal and I don't need to get into that 
other than just saying, hey, did you enjoy watching the football game this weekend? I don't want to get into people's personal lives and their issues. What would you say to those folks about how to have those conversations and to overcome that discomfort with asking people about issues they're facing? Well, the first thing that happened has to happen is a company has to acknowledge that suicide in our industry is an issue. And for a company to acknowledge that it's an issue, someone in leadership has to acknowledge that it's an issue. So it, it doesn't begin at the bottom and go up. It begins at the top and goes down. And I would tell you, we began the journey January 3rd of this year. We began the conversation July of 2021. Everything that I thought would happen has been just the opposite of what I thought would happen. Um, January 3rd, I stood up in front of 400 plus people, told them we were going to go down this path, told them what direction we were going to take, told them we were going to take it slow. Um, we weren't going to push it down anyone's throats, but we were going to begin to discuss it. Later that day, I received an email from an employee. As he was riding home, he said, I had a conversation with one of my men that I thought for months has been off a little bit. And he's going to go get some help. And he said, you know what? I am too now. So thank you for opening up the conversation. July 22nd of this year, that employee came up to me and he said, I want you to know that I have gone and gotten some help. And he said, you have completely changed my work life and more importantly, my family life. My life is so much better than what it was. Uh, I've given presentations um, through the Women of Asphalt and different state pavement associations. I got things I could read for you for two hours. I, I have one from a lady in our industry that says, I lost several family members to suicide. I lost, I stopped my mother from it. I've lived in shame and fear my entire life. And suddenly now that you are talking about this, I don't have to live in shame anymore. Suddenly I can hold my head up and I'm not shameful of my family and what my life's been. Those are the conversations you get. I'll be quick on this one. I, I was at a meeting. I had never relayed this to the owner of our company, my, my journey and my experience from 2007. And I didn't want to because I was afraid I'd lose my job. I was afraid I wouldn't get any promotions. I was afraid. I didn't want to tell anyone. We were in a meeting. Someone made a comment that their company had lost two employees to suicide last year, and they wanted to discuss it. A gentleman leaned over to me, and he said, these people are all kind of crazy. They're off a little bit in their head. I said, time out. I'm going to stop the meeting for a minute. I told my story, and the owner of the room, was, my company was in the room. And as we left the room, I thought, okay, day to day, I'm going to lose my job. And just the opposite happened. He put his arm around me and he said, I'm proud of you. He said, that was powerful. That had a lot of meaning. And hey, again, I'm proud of you for what you did. People want to talk about it, but they only want to talk about it if the leader of the ship, leadership of the company talks about it. Vince, I, I know who you're talking about and it's, it warms my heart. And I, and I dare I say it, I get goosebumps hearing that story, but 
I know that's who he is and, and I know that's his heart. As an organization, when you do that as the president of the company, as the owner of the company, uh, and you make it okay to talk about, have you seen an increase at Ajax in the amount of discussion, the amount of awareness since you started this journey? Have you really seen it take hold in this short amount of time? Oh, without a, a doubt. I mean, I, I go out and um, do toolbox talks with, with the guys on occasion and you get thank yous from them. Uh, we lost an employee in 2015. I was the last one to see him that day as he sat in his car. I waved bye to him, he waved bye to me, we both smiled and that was the last time I saw him. So we actually took this month, September 3rd, and the anniversary of that, and we've now created a toolbox talk that we're gonna do annually in honor of him and I was out yesterday with that toolbox talking to guys and it's got a picture of him on there and, and the story so we're going to take his pain and struggling and use it to help people going into the future um, we started a little two ladies in, in the company said hey we want to get a little group together for mental health and I said, okay, hey, that, that's great. Because I, I need to start pulling myself out of it a little bit. And the leader, right? Because we're, we'll be coming up on a year here at the end of December and get more people engaged. Uh, four weeks ago, there were two of them. And today there's 11 of them. Um, the more people that hear, the more people that want to be on that committee. So yeah, people want to be engaged, but again, they're hesitant and don't do it until they see the leaders of the company doing it. And that goes for all things in the company, not just this topic. Well, I think it's important to talk about the resources too, Vince. And, and you, I know you're, you're creating some resources internally at Ajax, but let's talk about there, there's a group uh, that's called the Construction Industry Alliance for Suicide Prevention. And the website is preventconstructionsuicide.com. It's that easy, preventconstructionsuicide.com. They've got toolbox talks. They've got white papers and articles. They've got the statistics. And they also have a pledge uh, to stand up and to stand up for suicide prevention. And Ajax signed on to that pledge. Is that right? We did sign on to that pledge about a, a year ago. So um, we're one of the many companies in the United States. The southeastern part of the United States is slow getting in to the, this is, there's a lot of momentum in the Rocky Mountain region and the West Coast region. But the southeast has been behind and, and that's kind of my mission and where I'm going and to push this. But yeah, we did get, we did pledge to do that. And if you go to that site right now, I mean, they've got tools on there. There's a link for the SPM 2022 to where you can go in and, and get items that can be used for September, which is National Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. So it is a great site, Russell. You know, this is one of those moments where I just have to, uh, you know, to be grateful that you and I are having this discussion right now on September 1, because I'll just admit, I did not know that uh, September is Suicide Prevention Month until you and I began our discussions this morning. 
uh, about it. And, and so now that we're on the podcast, I do want to make sure that everybody knows this is, uh, is Suicide Prevention Month. There are resources that Vince just pointed to uh, that are, I mean, if you don't have your own toolbox talks, they've got some for you. And, uh, and they're, they're very good about awareness. They're very good about data, about the warning signs, and about some things that companies like Ajax can and are doing. But I want to talk, you know, for a moment, Vince, about the words, because I think words do matter. And we have, you and I have today been referring to uh, death by suicide, but we haven't yet said anybody committed suicide, but that's been sort of the traditional phrase. And you know, what I'd like you to do is explain to, to our audience today why nobody ever commits suicide, that it really is death by suicide. Could you explain that? Well, for 59 years, I would have told you that people committed suicide as well. But in, in training and things I've gone through, they kind of put it in these terms. People don't commit to having cancer. People don't commit to having a broken bone. And people don't commit to suicide. It's, a, it, it's an issue with the brain, just like you don't commit to having a heart attack. It's an issue with the heart and the circulatory system. So... You should never say someone committed suicide. Um, and that's the reasoning behind. Yeah. And that's, again, if I had another myth I would put up on the board, that would be one of them. You and I are the same in that regard. I, I would have said, in fact, have recently, as a matter of, you know, just a year ago, used that phrase. I didn't understand the difference. I do now. And it does put death by suicide really more on par with some of the other you know, health issues that employees may face. And Vince, I want to make a comment about the law because, you know, this is a legal, or at least a law firm podcast. And, and I know that folks wonder, well, what is the law on this? And, 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 and I, I will, I'll tell that, but I'm going to finish it with a story back again about your owner who, uh, who is, who helped me grow as a, uh, as a lawyer in many regards and, and as a person too. But so here's the law, you know, OSHA itself, the OSHA Act addresses, uh, uh, death or serious physical harms. It really doesn't concern itself. The act itself that created OSHA doesn't go into these issues. And as I said earlier, neither does workers comp. So it's not about the law. But it reminded me, it reminds me of a story of, of your owner and, and neither one of us are saying his name because I didn't ask him to mention his name on the podcast. But, but I remember once after we were all getting together and I think you were in the meeting too, and we were talking about a workplace safety issue and something bad that had happened. And I had the audacity to reference an OSHA standard. And, uh, and your owner said, I remember he slammed his fist on the table and looked at me and said, I don't give a damn what OSHA thinks or says. And if you heard that comment in a vacuum, you would think he's ignoring OSHA. But that's not what he was doing. What he was doing was setting a higher standard. What he was doing was not caring about compliance with some government regulation or agency and their expectation. What he was talking about is really, Vince, what you've been talking about today is it's not about the law. It's about, you called it earlier, doing the right thing. And so what I've heard from you today is not once have you referenced anything having to do with trying to keep OSHA away or minimize or avoid a citation or comply with the law. I don't really have a question other than just to point out to the listeners here that what you're doing is above and beyond 
anything any government agency really could regulate. Does that sound about right? Our motto is to be the employer of choice, the contractor of choice, and the partner of choice. You can't be the employer of choice if you're not taking care of your people. You can't be the partner of choice if you don't have good people the partners want to work with. And you can't be the contractor of choice if you don't have good, qualified, and trained, and healthy, which includes mental employees. That's why we do what we do. And like you said, because it's the right thing to do. So Vince, I think we'll leave it at that. I wanted to, I want to thank you very, very much. I'll give you the, the final closing comment here of, uh, of what is one thing, if you could tell someone, if we've got someone's attention, an in-house lawyer, a safety professional, business owner, if there's one thing you would tell that person to do, if you got their attention today, what should they do? Well, it, it, it's in taking the first step with leaders in the organization acknowledging that it's an issue and convening the leaders of their organization to develop a plan how are we going to address this there's many resources out there i mean i'm willing to help anyone that wants to reach out to me i may not know all the answers but i know a lot of directions where i can point people to help them get answers so take the first step and acknowledge it's an issue and then figure out what you're going to do all right, my friend, thank you so much for being so candid and raw and insightful with your comments today. I know the audience appreciates it, and I do too. That's it, folks, for this episode of Dirty Steel Toe Boots. Look for another one coming soon. Meanwhile, everybody stay safe. Thank you, Vince. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. And remember, the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice.